What's up, J-Town Nation? This is Kevin Williams, host of the Drum Tigers Football Archive podcast. we got a cool new segment I'm starting today. Uh, it's going to be called Keeping Up with the Tigers. The idea behind it is I will reach out to former Tiger football players and alumni coaches and ask them about their playing days, their teammates, their experiences, and we can all uh, bask in the glory days together. Uh, I got a special guest on the phone with me today. It's my uncle Jeff Williams, 1970 graduate of Jerome High School, played in the 1968 and 1969 football seasons for Jerome. Jeff, how you doing? Hey, great, great. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Hey, really appreciate you hopping on. Um, I'm excited about this, excited to have you as the first guest for this segment. I hope the some of your former teammates are listening and that the current players can learn a thing or two from you. First, Jeff, uh, I wanted to ask you, what was it like growing up in Jerome in the 1960s, and also what was it like playing for the Tigers on a Friday night in those 68 and 69 seasons? I remember when I was about 9 or 10, my dad took us to a family outing to Boise once. We went to Ann Morrison Park. There were four Little League football games going on, and I remember how jealous I was and, and almost angry I was that I didn't have that. And, and Jerome wasn't in, unlike most communities. Rec sports, Little League, whatever you want to call it, just didn't exist. Um, my my first organized football experience was as an 8th grader. Wow. And... Uh, and, and, and in my particular class, basketball also, there had been organized rec leagues before for my brother, but somehow that was dropped for, for my bunch. So um, that's just the way it was back then. Um, n- nothing like uh, like it is now, of course, much smaller, uh, of course. Right. Uh, Friday night, the old field, I guess it's uh, by the old... Jerome High School, which if I if I've got it right, is now an administration building. It is, so, yep. Uh, well, it's actually a it's actually a charter school now or a, an, an academy, but yeah, you got it right, yep. And that's where we graduated. But uh, we would just cross the street there and uh, hop on the football field and have at it. The the, the seating wasn't the greatest. Roll wooden benches. You had to be careful not to get splinters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but I loved it. Um, the, the one thing that in those days that I think we, we had that might be better was a, there was a pep club. The girls would form a pep club and all usually wear orange sweaters and things and all sit together and sure. and they, they could be very loud and, and supportive and that was fun. And then of course the band and I don't think there's a better fight song anywhere than Tiger Rag and, uh. I can remember smelling cigarette smoke and, and absolutely <laughs> loving it, and everything everything about the atmosphere of the football, I loved. I love it. Jeff, I'm ready to go suit up right now. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. So uh, talk about some of your, your teammates and some of your coaches from, from your playing days. Teammates, uh, I'd like to pay tribute to first Ted class. Ted was an awesome athlete. He was good at everything. Um, he uh, played lineman. Uh, a lot of the holes that I went through, and success I had, I owed to Ted for, for blowing people uh, out away from the line. He started as a sophomore for, for Jerome High School, out playing guys that outweighed him 40, 50 pounds. And, uh, and uh, Ted was a very good athlete. Uh, also, he was a sprinter, and on the sprint team, he was a great wrestler. He led 
my sophomore year, he led my basketball team in scoring, if I remember right, or was definitely one of the highest scorers. Just a lot of athletic ability, and um, he he was he was also a captain of our teams. I think we chose those on a weekly basis. Caps and I happened to be for the last game of the year, but Ted was also a captain, and and uh, probably doesn't get enough credit for all the good he did for Jerome High School football. Uh, Mike Caps was just an awesome athlete. Uh, could run like a deer, uh, pound for pound, hit harder than anyone. He played defensive back. He, my senior year, he started out as quarterback, ended up as tailback. He and I were in the backfield together a lot. I had the fullback. He's a tailback. Um, he played secondary. I played linebacker, also on defense. Um, halfway through the season, we switched to Jim Meeks for quarterback, and that's when yes. things really began to pick Jim up Meeks, yep. offense. Jim, Jim is, uh, well, I don't know I don't know any other Jerome High School grads that, that played or had a chance to play in the NFL, and Jim started for Boise State, and you can't say that about every kid from Jerome either. He's just a, just a really good athlete and, and a good guy, but when he... He played quarterback for us. Uh, I know he played defensive back for Boise State. But that's that's when things really started to click for us. We were a much better team at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year because our offense uh, started to get uh, some explosiveness, and I credit most of that to, to Jim. Yep. Awesome. So Jim Meeks still very much involved with the program. He, in fact, before this last season, he – hosted a team dinner for us. Uh, Super humble. You would never know he played in the NFL. The super humble guy. But yes, uh, I agree with you, Jeff. To my knowledge, he's the only Jerome Tiger graduate that uh, has been drafted in the NFL by the Detroit Lions, if I'm not mistaken. And then you mentioned Mike Capps, uh, still around the area as well, has had lots of grandsons and nephews uh, play that are in and one, Gavin Caps, who was about to play for the Tigers this this fall, uh, he'll be a uh, starting linebacker for us. But super fun to hear about some of your teammates and that a lot of those guys are, are still around and around the program. Uh, Jeff, talk about some of your games. I know a while back on the pod, on the archive, I posted a clip of you and Mike Caps leading the team out uh, against Buell your senior year. Um, talk a little bit about that game. I know that was a special game you've mentioned to me before. And maybe as you lead up to it, talk about what happened your junior season um, and why the why your senior season against Buell was, was so special. Sure. And, and that was our probably our biggest football rival was Buell. They were just good yep. in those days. They were well coached. They had good athletes. Sometimes they beat Twin Falls High School. Um, a little backdrop my junior year. The custom in those days was, was to play our rival Buell on Veterans Day, which was usually, I think still is, November 11th. My junior year, that was an afternoon game. It was at Buell. And um, before, it, it was an early afternoon game, and the, the Jerome Cafeteria served hot dogs. Oh, boy. So if there's any advice I can give any of the young guys out there, maybe the best advice I can give you is, don't eat hot dogs before for your pregame <laughs> meal. Oh uh, no! Also, that game, uh, two of our, be- our our best players my junior year were Jim Stoffer, who had a 
great arm, athletic, as all the stoppers are, just studs. Yes, they are, yep. And, and um, was a very good quarterback, went on to play in college ball as well. Very gifted. Uh, his main target was Brad Caps, who was just a 6'5 receiver with great hands, good speed. But Brad was a tremendous athlete. He was also a tremendous basketball player, probably the best basketball player in my high school in those days. He and, and Mike McIntyre, I would guess. But but uh, just phenomenal athletes and, and, and good people, good guys. Yep. Um, we, we were thought at the beginning of the year to have a chance to win the district championship against a very tough Buell team. And that year, surprisingly, Wood River was very good. Um, but um, sadly, before we played that game my junior year, our two best players, Jim Stoffer and Brad, were suspended from the team. And we had to go to Buell and face them without our two best players. Uh, we played them tough for one half. Um, at halftime, before the second half started, I looked over and five. we were warming up. Five or ten of my teammates were throwing up hot dogs. Oh, man. On the Buell football field. Oh, geez. And I, that was uh, symbolic of what would happen to us in the second half, I think, because <laughs> we, uh, we were run down. We were without our best players, and um, we were, they had, Buell had a big, uh, tough linebacker named John Walker, who, who was scary good and scary tough. And uh, they just really uh, took it to us the second half. Towards the end of the game, the Buell coach, to his discredit, in my opinion, started uh, letting Walker play offense. He, um, of course, linebacker was his specialty. Of course, he was a defensive player, not offensive player. But he started letting him run fullback, carrying the ball, and let him score a touchdown against the beat-up uh, Jerome team. Uh, run, uh, running up the score on you a little bit, huh? We felt like it, and, and, and we didn't forget that. So... My senior year, we actually played Buell twice. Uh, the first game of the season was an exciting 0-0 tie at Buell. Um, but the last game of the season was the Veterans Day game. Uh, before we uh, played Buell that day, the week before, they had beaten Snake River High School 55-6. to So they were Jeez. they were playing really well. They were well-coached, as, as Buell always was in those days. Uh, Ed Peterson had some outstanding coaching years at uh, Buell, by the way, who later coached uh, Jerome to state championship. But uh, in those, back in the 60s, he, he coached uh, he had coached at Buell. He wasn't coaching that particular year. But anyway, it was just a beautiful November 11th Veterans Day. There wasn't a breeze in Jerome. The normal westerly wind was not blowing at all. It was sunny. It was just a gorgeous late fall day. Love Didn't it. ask for a better day to play. And uh, we just took it to them. I just, I just felt like we out-tuffed them. We out physical them. It was a, it was a close game. It wasn't, we didn't uh, score big on them, but um, I think the final score was 19 to seven. We put the game away in the second half when Mike Caps returned a punt for I don't know. It was it was a. I'm guessing about a 50 yard punt return. Just he was a great runner. And, awesome. And uh, that kind of sealed the deal. Towards the end of the game, we were we were marching for what could have been another touchdown. I remember I was exhausted. Caps and I had played every down of that game both ways. 
Um, and I had very little energy, and I looked over at Coach Deal. It was Coach Jerry Deal's last game as a high school football coach. He'd announced his, it was his last year, and uh, it was kind of a surreal moment looking over at Coach Deal on the sideline knowing it was his last game as a coach and my last game as a drunk tiger. And uh, just happy to report it ended very well that day. I got goosebumps, Uncle Jeff. Like I, I want, I can see myself at that game cheering you guys on. Um, I actually talked a little bit about that game with uh, Jerry Callen. He, when I posted that newspaper clip, he said he was in attendance and that that was an awesome game. So it was fun, kind of reminiscing with him about that that game you just uh, just described. What an awesome moment to get a, a win for Coach Deal uh, on on your senior your senior night uh, against your rival Buell. Once again, we're talking here with Jeff Williams, played fullback and linebacker for the Tigers in the 1968 and 69 seasons, 1970 graduate of Drum High School. Jeff, you actually got to play some college ball. Talk about your recruitment to Idaho State and how that went down. Okay, you, okay thanks, Kevin. You better put quote marks around that play word. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was on the team for two years. I did have a a full scholarship for two years, which I'm hey, super proud of. That counts, absolutely. But the, the whole arena, which we called, was called the mini-dome in those days, was a big deal. The, the only enclosed football stadiums in those days were the Astrodome, the Superdome, and the mini-dome, as far as, as I know. Uh, that was it. So their recruiting took off uh, because of that facility, which I know may not seem like much but in those days it, it was much more unique and special and they got a lot of good players from uh, back east uh, I know five or six guys in the two years I went to Idaho State that played in the NFL wow. which I think is pretty, pretty remarkable those were, the, those were the glory days of, of Idaho State I know in, in the 70s yeah they won a, a, a small division title in the Mid eighties, mid eighties, somewhere. They've, but for the most part, they've really struggled. Uh, those were good teams. The Big Sky was a good conference then. Also, the two Montana schools, especially the Grizzlies from Montana, were really good. Uh, of course, you have Boise State. The Idaho Vandals were still very good. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone else. Um, but, but it was a tough conference then. Also, for for a lower lower division football, it was a very good conference then. Also, as it is today, so yep. Uh, I didn't see any playing action there. I was uh, I was one of the stars on the hamburger squad, uh, scout team, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, I, I got one little uh, Coors beer trophy for being the scout team player of the week one year, which. I loved. <laughs> hey, I, you still got that trophy? I want. I want to see that. I think I gave it to my son Craig. Uh, <laughs> uh, so maybe that's still around. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get it on the archive one of these days if we can track it down. I, I'm not sure. I was 100 percent treated fairly there, but hey, I got to play two years of college football yeah absolutely I got to be on the team got my schooling paid for which I, I went to class took advantage of it um so I, I'm choosing to be grateful and not choosing to be uh, bitter about 
something that didn't go well for me at, at Idaho State. Hey, well, we appreciate you talking about that, Jeff. I know there's one game in specific we, we had talked about previously uh, with that Idaho State-Boise State matchup your sophomore year. Talk a little bit about that game and what it was like getting to dress down and, and be on the sideline for that matchup. Well, that was a lot of fun. The year before they took it to us, Idaho State was favored, if I remember right, and, and they took it to us pretty good. Uh, they had a big line, tough linebacker. All the second half was just... Uh, trash talking our players, saying trick or it was played right before Halloween. He was saying trick or treat, trick or treat. <laughs> and they, they totally shut down Idaho State's offense, and uh, it's a pretty miserable game. Uh, we were all sky high, ready for the game in uh, my sophomore season, which I guess would have been the the fall of '71. Uh, um, but it's one of the few games where Idaho State beat Boise State. That hasn't happened very often. No, it hasn't. That's yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm that's sure big it time. Would be hand, handful if that. Yeah. We did beat them. We did beat them that year. Um, my freshman year we also beat the Idaho Vandals for the I'm pretty sure that was the first time Idaho State had done that. So those are those are those were fun memories. I got to suit up for that game and it was uh, it, it was nice to feel uh, a part of the team, even though I didn't get a play, it was nice to uh, to suit up and at least feel like I was part of the team that day. Sure. Great stuff, Jeff. Well, Jeff, thanks again for, for taking the time to to talk on the podcast. Uh, it's fun catching up with, with former Tigers. Always fun catching up with you uh, as your nephew. Jeff, if you don't mind, uh, the Tigers, we had a, a good run last year. Uh, made it to the quarterfinals, hadn't been that far in some time, and uh, we, we returned a good uh, chunk of that team. Uh, kids are working hard in the weight room. Uh, what advice would you give the Tigers uh, to keep grinding this off season as they prepare to make another run? Uh, what advice would you give them to make sure they have a successful season? Uh, Kevin, I'm just an old man. I don't know if my advice uh, means anything to those guys. Uh, I would just say thanks for for being Tigers. Um, enjoy your your playing time. Football is a brutal game. Uh, some of your classmates would love to play, and they just aren't talented enough to do it. Very few of you will play college. Probably none of you will play in the NFL. I- enjoy your days. It's it's a game for the young. It's a one. It's a great. I don't think there's a better game than football. It's it's a it's so fun to play. I absolutely loved it. So that would be my advice. When you're on the field, play hard. Forget your girlfriends. Forget <laughs> things that don't matter. But play play hard every down and uh, do your best for the Tigers. Don't be a bully off the field. Show, show how tough you are on the field. And uh, I'm honored to be a Jerome Tiger. Uh, I love Jerome, and uh, I always will. That's all I gotta say, Kevin. Jeff, awesome. Uh, that's that's inspirational words right there. Appreciate it. We got to get you down or come up from Utah to a Tiger game this fall, Jeff. I've I've got a J Town sweater with your name on it. Uh, we'd love to see you in the stands this year. Uh, knock on wood that we do have a season, right? With the the COVID nineteen stuff going around, but uh, we'd love to get you up to a game, Jeff, and 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 see you in Jerome once again. So we'll get you up here soon. All right. I love that. All right.
Well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, we'll get you back on the podcast sometime in the future, but really appreciate you taking the time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Jeff. Well, that's going to do it for our first Keeping Up with the Tigers segment here on the podcast. Appreciate you guys listening in. Again, special thanks to my Uncle Jeff for hopping on, sharing some of his stories, and for his message, message to the current team. As always, thanks for listening, and go Tigers.